Neighbors came and went with the seasons at Maple Ridge Apartments and during the spring of 2000 a white pickup truck backed up to a door and started unloading furniture. A few days later I heard a woman calling out my name in the parking lot and I saw someone I recognized but didn't know, although she acted like she knew me. Karen was a cashier at the Meyer grocery store I worked for in high school. Two years later one of those cashiers was my new neighbor. Karen was 10 years older than me with dark straight stringy hair, a thin face and a bad attitude. This was the first time she had tried to be nice to me. In the two years I worked with her I could not recall anyone liking this woman. Then I met her husband. Brendan was close to my age. A young decent looking guy who acted like he was always on a caffeine kick and had never heard of something called peace and quiet. His blonde hair was spiked with gel and he was still at that stage of eating whatever he wanted and still appearing in shape. When you met Brendan, you could not leave without hearing about his truck. It was a mid-90s white Ford Ranger that was nothing remarkable except that it had been totaled in an accident and rebuilt. To this day I can't figure out what is so special about a truck that has no value as he put it and I could never sell it since it doesn't exist. How much of this story is true, I have no idea. There were the holes I found in the story back then, how do you buy tags for the plate? How do you get a plate? Insurance, it's not like they won't look up the VIN number. None of these questions were answered and he usually turned the topic to sex. Women he banged. Prospects in the apartment complex. Women, women, and more women was the constant topic of discussion, but he never talked about his wife. The marriage was rocky from the beginning. These two were always fighting and Karen would storm out taking their kid, I don't remember if it was a boy or a girl, to her mom's place leaving Brendan to roam the complex on his own. During that time, I had regular visits from Gary, a former co-worker from Meyer that knew Nate and Rob who were also regular visitors. Rob eventually became my roommate for a period, and it was during that phase Brendan and Karen moved in a few doors down. Gary lived in the building behind ours and as the social butterfly that he was. He knew most of the people in his building, who smoked weed, who was throwing parties, who was looking for some action, etc. Gary was not picky and as he put it, they all look that same when the lights are out. Karen had stormed out of the apartment again. There was the usual yelling and screaming that had all the neighbors looking out of their blinds. A few minutes after she left, Brendan was knocking on the door expecting me or Rob to entertain him. I didn't answer the door and went about my business. An hour later Gary came knocking and around that time Rob came home from work. He had the misfortune of landing a union job for a garbage company and his task was cleaning out the backs of those trucks. And I thought I had it bad with the rats. Y'all gotta come Tama building. This girl having a party up in dare. Gary was difficult to understand. If you didn't know Gary you would think he was drunk, or high, or maybe a speech impediment, or just had dental work done. None of these were true although sometimes he was high but that made it easier to understand him. I was bored so I said to heck with it and followed Gary and Rob out the door. On the way Rob went to Brendan's and that man came rushing out like a dog let off the leash. There was indeed a party that was happening. Some girl that nobody knew had just moved in and was having people over. Her real agenda was to have someone bring some wheat so that she could get high and Gary was happy to fulfill that wish. With a dozen of us in this one-bedroom apartment we sat around looking at one another wondering how nobody had something to smoke it with. Rob went back to the apartment and grabbed an old corncob pipe that he had, and Brendan assigned himself to pack it. I've done this before, Brendan said. I'm good at this. Not exactly the thing to brag about when you are pressing your thumb into the bowl with all your might. He never broke apart the bud and instead stuffed the entire thing into the pipe. Gary sat back watching completely entertained. Eventually the bowl was lit but nobody could draw from the damn thing, so we went about drinking cheap booze and making small talk. Brendan was hitting on the girl the whole time. He would say he liked rap and she would reply she liked country. 
I was just kidding. I love country. Country is my jam. Then he started talking about his truck. To my surprise the girl started asking all the same questions I had regarding the truck being legal. Brendan changed the subject to what he wanted to do with it. I'm going to lower it down, put some small fat tires on it and run some lights underneath. It's going to be sweet. The girl on the other hand said. I like big trucks. Brendan changed his tune and said, I was just kidding. Yeah, I'm going to get one of those kits and put some big fat mud tires on there. This act went on all night and I was one of the last people to leave. My job that evening was the cock blocker. I didn't like Karen, hell I didn't like Brendan, but who was this girl that was being pulled into their bullshit? When Brendan went to take a leak, I told the girl he was married, and they had a kid. He said he was single, she whispered back. How do you know? He lives a few doors down and I worked with his wife. Look do what you want but now you know. I went home that night feeling a little better. To this day nobody knows what happened. The next morning Brendan came knocking on the door. Half awake I answered and he told me about his sexual escapades with the girl from the party. She had a huge bush and she blew me. It was so good. These were the details that would be repeated and never expanded upon and I was fine with that. The next day I saw Rob and he said he ran into Brendan after work. He said she was shaved, and they fucked. After comparing the few notes we had it was obvious somebody was lying. A week later Rob came storming into the apartment with a large cardboard box. You won't believe what this guy at work gave me. It was difficult to tell what it was at first, all the VHS tapes had the covers missing and the titles were in small print. What is it? I asked. There is this old cranky Vietnam vet at work who doesn't talk to anyone and is pissed off all the time. He comes in today and says does anybody want this box of porn so I raise my hand up and he tells me it's all lesbian porn because seeing another dude's dick is gay. He didn't have to explain that to me, but he did. Then he tells me that if I didn't take it then it was going in the trash and I put it in my car right away. Rob starts going through the titles, Muff Divers Volume 4, No Dicks Allowed 2, Carpet Burn, and the list went on and on. He was happy with his find and had the next day off. Just make sure you clean up afterwards, I said rolling my eyes as he explained he wasn't leaving the house all day. That next day I went to work at Olga's and Rob stayed home with his box of porn. What happened is as follows. Rob went through his tapes reading the titles. When he came across all anal action volume 12, he thought this sounds nice. None of the tapes were rewound so if you put it in the VCR you were starting at some random spot. This tape started with a close-up, loin slapping and heavy breathing, Rob sat back on the couch and enjoyed, until the camera started to pull back. There was something odd he couldn't put his finger on. The guy was odd enough, not exactly what the man at work had said these movies were. No, the problem was the girl in the movie who either had a serious case of hemorrhoids or... Rob fast-forwarded enough to learn he had been enjoying two guys going at it and for a few minutes he sat in a corner balled up crying. Then he had an idea. Rob rewound the tape to the exact spot he had found it and took it out of the VCR. Then, he called Brendan. Dude, you know that box of porn I got from work. I have something you need to see. Brendan was at the door in seconds. Now when you watch it don't rewind it. It's at the best scene. Brendan grabbed the tape and ran back to his place eager to watch the film. Rob waited and waited. And waited. What he had expected was for Brendan to come back yelling and throwing the tape at him. Maybe a phone call where he said, very funny asshole. Some prank played on him later. But none of these things happened. We never saw Brendan again. We never saw Karen again. When I came home that night Rob told me what had happened, and I too waited for a response. A week later the truck was gone. A few days later, Karen was moving out on her own with the kid. She never said anything to us. We had no idea what had happened to Brendan. 
the girl in Gary's building disappeared that summer as well. It was like those few weeks had never happened. Rob often wondered if he had ruined Brendan's life, opening doors that weren't meant to be opened. Rob, he tried too hard. You know this. He was living in denial. What about Karen? He picked the one girl at the bar that looked like a man. And she was always a bitch. Yeah, she was a bitch. Rob smoked his cigarette and maybe felt better about the joke he had played. I could see why it would be difficult to move on. A marriage destroyed, a child's life in limbo, and a woman with nowhere to go. I think Rob liked Brendan, for all of his faults, of which there were many, he was likable in small doses, really small doses, like not living a few doors down from you, or keeping a safe distance while passing on the street far enough away that you won't end up talking, or not knowing that a person like him exists at all. That is the best way to enjoy Brendan's personality. To this day I have never run into Brendan. I don't know if I would recognize him if I saw him. I never saw the white truck on the road. I never saw Karen again either. It was obvious from the beginning that Brendan had some issues the downside was that he had to take a few people down a road with him because he was too afraid to do it by himself. In the end I think the big old box of porn was a practical joke that turned into a two-for-one deal. When you work with garbagemen expect to feel a little dirty.